You're listening to the Punisher Waterfowls, the Union 0430 podcast. Brought to you by Real Geese Decoys, the most technological advanced silhouette decoys on the market. And Vortex Canada, the force of optics. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Union 0430, episode number 58. Um, I'm in the backyard because I'm pretty sure um, Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos, one of them is screwing with the uh, the interweb up in space. And I'm here as opposed to being in the studio as usual, but studio, garage, corner of my garage, whatever. Um. Yeah, anybody following the social media, you know we've got Bobby Hayes from Ducklander Calls back on with us tonight, uh, coming to us all the way from Kansas, the great state of Kansas. So, um, Mark is just outside the nation's capital. Ryan's down in Nova Scotia. Phil is outside of or in the dirty schwa, but will be moving here soon. And Dave is up in Concordant. Bobby, all the way from Kansas, buddy. How are you guys you have been really busy since the last time we talked. We've got a few things going on. <laughs> <laughs> just just a couple things. Yeah, it's been good. I like to be busy, so it's been uh, it's been keeping me entertained. But no, it's stuff we've been wanting to do for a couple of years, and well, maybe longer than that because we've been in the shop about a year and a half. So new shop kind of facilitated it, so we took uh, took advantage of it. Yeah, and you. You had said the last time we had talked that that this new call design, because when we had talked before, you were you haven't you hadn't announced what the new calls were going to look like. It was it was uh, an idea that you were putting out there. Um, but you had spoken about how this was something that was a couple years in the making. Um, so, yeah, it was. Uh, and the other thing that I did this year, and this is something I've never done. Uh, we have somebody that's out of house that is helping with this. Uh, his name's Kyle Williams. He owns a company called Wild Creative Co. He's a uh, marketing branding guy. Uh, he's local. He duck hunts. So I've been looking for somebody to do that, uh, to do this with me, but I wanted them to be local and I wanted them to duck hunt because it's just really hard to do this if you don't understand the culture. That's right. Um, and he is very good at cleaning me up. Uh, so. <laughs> more of a call maker than I am on the branding. Uh, but I had an idea uh, and he had, he had a lot of ideas too, but I had a, a vision and I, I wanted somebody to help me do better at putting that out to the world. Uh, the technology is kind of getting a little past me at 43. So, <laughs> well, well, buddy, I, I got a note put here that just something that I wanted to, to bring up was that, you know, your social media game seems to be stepped up lately. Like, and, and this is, uh, we're really seeing it like the quality of pictures, not that it was, it was bad before, but the quality of pictures, the message that you're putting out on your social media now, like it is like you have seriously upped your game. You, you've got, uh, phenomenal calls and now this marketing side of things like it, it is it's awesome man I'm, I'm loving going on your social media before we did this i never shared that much uh thought wise it was more just product post and 
we made a rule. There's no, there's no cell phone videos that ever go up online or cell phone photos. Everything's off the big camera. So uh, I take, I take a lot of the photos that are on social uh, and then Kyle does some of them. Then I got another guy named Ben that helps with it. So, but yeah, everything that goes up, even on the story, we put nothing on the story. That's not off the, off the big cameras. That's awesome. That's, that's the next step for us. We got to, uh, we got to make that move too. Um, we got to yeah, buy it cameras. Makes, yeah. Uh, it, it makes, <laughs> it makes quite a difference. It's actually, after you get used to doing it, just get in the habit of doing it. It's not that bad. Yeah, of course. But, yeah. So, but the shop helps with some of that because uh, we're a little spread out, a little more efficient. So I've got more time to do it. Uh, and it makes for a pretty amazing backdrop on your photos too. Cause that new shop, <laughs> yes, that, it new, does. that new shop looks amazing, buddy. Yeah, which, you know, when I built it, that was kind of a lot of the thought was it's going to be in photos. So, it, you know, it, it needs to represent uh, like the rest of the, the products we, we build do. Awesome. Dave, I know uh, you had sent me a message the other day and you were, you said that you really wanted to pick uh, Bobby's brain about something and it was probably going to be a rabbit hole. So I wanted to. <laughs> I, I love wanted it. You, yeah. Well, I, so this weekend I went down and I met with Damien and, uh, and a bunch of other guys. Right. And I'm trying to learn how to make calls myself. And then it just so happened that you posted that thing about calls don't fit everyone the same and, and to call you for advice on which one to get. And I was like, man, that is a rabbit hole because (laughs) the one, like I made three different tone boards and Mm -hmm. the one tone board I gave to, well, Jason Sear was there and I gave Jason the one and like, he made it sound like he was going to start a migration, but I couldn't blow the goddamn thing. <laughs> and then the one that I really liked, he didn't like either. And then these guys tried some and it, it was just like, it's just one of those things that there's just so much variation that, that if you could give someone advice, that's looking to buy their first call, what would you tell them? You know? So it would this person be good on a call or has never touched a call? Uh, I think most of the people that message us looking for a call, it's they're looking for their first call. And okay. So uh, I'm, I'm pretty big on just starting off with acrylic. Um, So you can make, you can make a poor note on something that's cheap or something that's expensive. Uh, It's not that much of an investment on the entire realm of hunting. So, uh, I, I like guys to start with an, especially if they just have one, it's the most dependable material we have. Uh, but I like him to have an open board call. So nothing quiet. Um, that's, that's the two, that's the two biggest parameters. The most important part is the open board. It's really hard to figure out a duck call. If the bore is small, uh, there's not a lot of room for error at the top. And in order to learn to call, you have to learn the top end of the call first because you can cheat the bottom end, but you can't cheat the top end. So when I teach calling, I teach everybody how to be loud and then we quiet it down. It's really hard to teach them how to be quiet and then try to get them loud because your mechanics can be poor and still have a decent low end, but your mechanics cannot be poor and have a, a top end, which is the whole point of, of a Main Street calling contest. That's the top end. You're, you're showing off your mechanics. So that'd be my, that's my two biggest things. Yeah. So and my of course, biggest... Go ahead. No, I was just going to say my biggest piece of advice is uh, if anyone's looking to learn how to call, find your local Delta chapter, sign up, go to the first banquet, and they always give out that little poly car 
call and everyone thinks like, oh, it's junk. No, man, you can no, call on those. They work perfectly fine. I'm teaching my kid on it. I'm teaching his friends on it. Those things are good. Just grab one. But uh, you cannot learn to run one if you do not run one. That's yeah. And <laughs> so and it supports Delta by going out. Yeah, uh, the more the more hours spent on it, the better off you are, yeah. even if you're doing it poorly. And and the so. other thing too is if you get that, I don't know some banquets give them away for free. You don't feel as bad leaving it in your truck, and then you know what you're <laughs> driving to work and you're all by yourself. Try practicing your quack the whole way, or you know, so yeah. But there is so many more ways to learn to call now than when I was a kid. I mean, you used to have to go find somebody, hope they would teach you. My gosh, I mean, we have information. Everybody's got information everywhere. Yeah. Uh, which is one reason, like, when we do shows now, my gosh, I mean, there's so many kids that can run a call now because they'll get on YouTube. Yeah, I mean, you should, yeah, there's a lot of info out. Yeah, exactly. So, no, I, it's a whole rabbit hole that you can get down. And I think the best place to look is that post that you made on Facebook the other day. It was just concise to the point, exactly what needed to be said. So, yeah, that was good. Uh, we try to do our best to one of our core beliefs is to help waterfowlers with calling. So we try our best. I try my best to post things that are useful instead of more of a sales pitch. Yeah. Now the one yeah. thing that maybe we should talk about is your, uh, you have a little group on Facebook to teach people how to blow a duck call. I do. Uh, it's gotten a little confusing <laughs> and some of this is just because, uh, the Facebook groups are so old that they were different five years ago than they are now. But I had a page just for calling, and then I had our tribe page. We we condensed them to one just on the tribe page, so I could just go to one spot to show everybody. But uh, yeah, if you join the page, if you post, the easiest thing to do is post a video of yourself calling. I need you from your head to your belt buckle, so I can see what you're doing, uh, and then I will respond with a video on how to get better at whatever you're trying to get better at. So it's so much easier than trying to do it over the phone like we used to do. Yeah, I bet. And, and it's great advice that I've seen you guys giving, but I found that a lot of people were afraid to post that video, but they are at the end of the day, guys, like don't be afraid to post that up there. You're of course, you're going to be judged in the sense like this is what you're doing wrong, but you're also going to learn a lot and you're going to improve on it. And everyone started at the same point. So post those videos and, and get like, this is an opportunity to have someone like Bobby post up. It was just this week that we had people messaging us in our group. Like, can someone teach me how to blow a duck call? It's like, well, mm -hmm. have you checked out Bobby Hayes's group? Have you checked this out? Have you done that? Like what other options have you done? And I think your group is a great one. Uh, so what I tried to mimic it after. So we do uh, actually, I had guys over here. Uh, that's why I was a little late getting on. So every Thursday night we have calling clinics in the shop. Uh, before the Rona, we had them at Rogers and we did the Harlan guys. Uh, but every Thursday night, I put on calling clinics. Well, it's very casual. Um, there could be somebody there that's really good on a call and they're just trying to figure out a particular note all the way to, I've never touched one of these things, but I hunted with the guy last year and I want to, I want to learn to duck it. So um, when I do the clinics and we're in person, we sit around in a circle and I go down the line and everybody has to blow the call in front of everybody. But the reason I do it that way instead of taking everybody off to the side is I may say something different to this person, to this person, to this person. And a lot of times 
you or whoever may catch on three people down more than if I just had spoke to you that night because they get to hear it in so many different ways. Uh, so it tends to, to help more people at one time try to figure it out if we just do it in a group. So I, I try to have the same atmosphere on the, on the Facebook group. Uh, so yeah, the more videos that get posted, uh, you may be self-conscious about it, but there, I guarantee you there's 50 other guys got the same problem you got with it. Yeah. So, uh, but you may do something a little bit different than the last guy I explained it to. So I may explain it in a different manner. Or it didn't, you didn't catch it, so I had to re-explain it in a different way. And it's just different ways to hear it. Because all I'm trying to do when I'm teaching somebody is get them a feeling inside of their body to know what they're doing. Uh, so just whatever gets that done. Uh, so, yeah, the more ways you can hear it, the better. So, yeah, the more videos that get posted, the more I post, the more people learn. Bobby, just to kind of double back to what Dave was saying when he asked you the question about um, just – when you're starting to learn and you mentioned that like, you know, that big board call. So you can really mm -hmm. master that top end first before you progress and work on the finer stuff out of your lineup specifically. What is for somebody who's watching this, like they want to go I to start, a call for that. What's that best call in your lineup for them to, to learn on? I start everybody that's new or just struggles with the call on duck call on a Connor stand cut. So that's our open board call full size barrel. Uh, but yeah, everybody starts on that call. Isn't that the, uh, I think one of the Punisher calls was the Colin Utters, wasn't it? I think so. It was a, yeah. So, so to get the gold, the golden ivory one, that's a con artist. Just so people know that's his yeah. Con artist there. Yeah. That's a yeah, beauty. That's, that's the con artist there. And then we done, um, well, we done the, the whistle and then we also done the, uh, hand cut loud timber too. Yep. So, but yeah, no, that is unequivocally the call I start everybody on. Bobby, I haven't, um, I haven't used the fuse call yet, and I know mm -hmm. that's a that's a fairly new call. Um, can you kind of describe what's, what's going on with that? Okay, so, so we make we make five models of duck calls, not counting a whistle, right? So we have five reed of duck calls. Out of the five calls, we have three. They're on the large barrel platform. So the platform that the Connors is on. So it's got the longer barrel. And we have two on the shorter platform. So we have the LT hand cut, which is the smaller call, and the fuse hand cut, which is on the same barrel platform as an LT hand cut. So we try to we try to rank calls off of back pressure and volume instead of trying to do a like an adjective filled call description because it doesn't it doesn't tell you much right uh so we try to we try to describe the calls more like a piece of sporting equipment uh, like if you were buying a golf club shaft you need to know the weight the stiffness the flex uh, so we try to do the same thing with the call so you can actually try to figure out where you're going uh, so the fuse is the third loudest call we sell and it has uh it's in the middle on back pressure Uh, and then it would be high on speed because it's got the shorter barrel. Awesome. I wanted to uh, I wanted to touch on something, and and I didn't really see a whole lot of feedback on it, but it was a question that you had posed on your social media the last week, I think it was, um, and it was revolving around 
the the waterfowl events that were so huge in the states you know 20 years ago um massive massive events that they never were i don't think big in canada um if there's anybody listening and they want to start up a waterfowl event uh, <laughs> get get in touch with me because we want to be involved in it but you know in the states i know i know next week you're heading out to rogers yep. um and and you do a fair amount of stuff on your off season traveling around but are these these big time events are they are they gone away now uh so when i first started making calls we did a lot of shows but there was a lot of smaller shows uh but they had a good crowd at them mm -hmm. so you may only have a thousand people at them but they were really interested in waterfowl and as time's gone on which i social media uh the events a lot of the small events are just gone right and it's it's kind of turned into mostly larger events but even those they just don't have the turnout so we haven't done shows besides uh rogers and presley's for oh, a couple three years uh some of that is because i had a dealer that was doing some of them so i i backed off and let him do it um but I, I, we're going to do a show, a show run this coming year. So what I was really trying to do is I wanted some feedback on, on what are you doing at the show? Are you going there just to look? Are we going to buy online later? Are you actually wanting to purchase it there? Are you even going to go to a show? Like how important mm -hmm. is it? Yeah. To everybody. Um, like uh, the, the guys at Game Fair would argue, but I mean, that was a huge show and it's, it's still big, but man, it doesn't have what it used to have at it. But, you know, when it was, you couldn't get in touch with everybody online like you can now. That's right. Yeah. I mean, the amount of social media messages we do daily is, it's it's a lot. Like, it surprises people when they, yeah, see how many messages we mm -hmm. answer in a day. And you just couldn't do that. You definitely couldn't do it when I was a kid. Yeah. I mean, the show is where you've seen everything. You've seen new product, seen product you've never seen before. I mean, I've seen layout lights for the first time at shows. So, yeah. So, I don't know. I just, I don't know if the culture wants the shows anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it's, it's, yeah, like, it, you bring up a good point, the whole, are you, are you coming to the show to purchase, or are you coming to just see what's out there and then you're going to end up going home and and uh probably ordering online and and stuff like that so and it seems like that's the way things are going right now well and that's fine uh mm -hmm. and it's not a problem uh, and we love seeing everybody talking to everybody i mean i like seeing all the vendors i haven't seen yeah. i haven't seen a lot of the waterfowl vendors that i've seen forever uh mm -hmm. with this rona now uh but if, if that's if that's the the norm we need to cater the those booths to that that's right uh, you know we need to uh, if that's the norm we we need your email at least just to send you a thing to say hey thanks for stopping by the booth this is what you looked at yeah uh, because making paper anymore is just not I mean nobody wants paper mm -hmm. yeah so it's all electronic so we just we need to know what would be what would best serve everybody that's coming to the booth so that's that's what I was really trying to get get an idea on. Yeah, it it's amazing, hey, how you know 
and and we'll I'll touch into this um, in a little bit, but you know, especially your company, Bobby, like you you guys are really involved in the history part of it, like the shotguns, like the old shotguns, and and your you know your your parents and and all of your elders that took you hunting. So you have that very very historic part of the company. But now here you are trying to figure out how you're going to evolve in, in order to bring in that new customer, right? Because at the end of the day, guys like us, well, we're, we can go either way. It could be fully electronic or we can, you know, paper and, and the whole bit. But you've got a, a generation of people that, that you've got to try and, and reach well, and which is why we're doing podcasts now and, and YouTube videos and all this stuff. So it, it's pretty interesting when you look at how you're trying to stay true to the old time waterfowler at the same time, trying to evolve and, and bring these new kids in. It's a balance. Uh, we're having the same debate right now. Matter of fact, uh, I think the 28th, we're getting ready to shoot new calling videos because those videos I got on YouTube are so old. They've got to be eight years old. They got to be around that. Uh, we're trying to decide where's the best platform to put them. Um, I'm not a YouTube fan. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't like the chaos. Yeah. Uh, the rabbit hole that takes you down. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't particularly care for the way it promotes video. Um, uh, it seems like on the waterfowl side, uh, I don't care about it on the rest of the, I, uh, whatever they do with dancing, but um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. It, seem, it seems like on the waterfowl side, if you, if you make a waterfowl related video and you do something that is not as good for the sport as it should be. And it gets a lot of comments that video circulates way more than if somebody's doing something good, but you just don't get the comments. Yeah. Does that, does that make sense? Big yeah. time. I totally do. Uh, so I don't particularly care for the way it promotes uh, the content on the waterfowl side of things. So we're having a big debate kind of, I mean, it's, you have to put it on YouTube, but I yeah. think it's going to live on our website. Uh, and yeah, uh, the social is just not great for it because nobody sees anything you post. Uh, all of our social is organic. We, we do not pay Facebook or Instagram to show anything. Yeah. Um, I don't I think it. it's a, I don't think it's a good way to grow it. Nope. Uh, we not. agree 100 percent with you there. Well, I just don't think it's value if you have to pay for it. Uh, which there's going to be arguments either way that if nobody sees it, then they can't like it. But I try to make the content good enough that it gathers its own following. Yeah. Uh, so uh, like, if you notice, I hardly ever post anything that's a sentence or two. Um, if I look at a picture and I don't have something to say about the picture, that's a paragraph, then I don't think there's enough value in posting the picture on the timeline and it goes to the story. Mm -hmm. So but anyway, back to the, so I think, I think the calling videos need to live on the website. So we're having the same debate uh, about that as we are about shows. Uh, how does it reach the most people? How does it help the most? Uh, how's everybody going to use it? Well, buddy, I'm going to tell you, Dave 
started a TikTok channel for Punisher Waterfowl the other yeah. day. And yeah. I and I created my own TikTok account so I could follow the Punisher Waterfowl account. I watched a dude. So and this is it was an amazing video of this guy. He's a duck hunter and, and his editing ability was amazing. He done an amazing video. I watched that one video and it had a, a black lab into it. So the next video was a lab and then it went to a pug and then it went to a beagle yep. and then it went to a bunch of girls dancing and yep. it just and it was like the bottomless pit. I know. <laughs> it was I wild. I, I don't know how I, all of your socials, Damien, go to a girl dancing every single time. <laughs> I still remember when you first gave me access to the Punisher one. I opened it <clears> to <throat> the Punisher Instagram and I open it up and then I go to search for a couple companies to add. And I look and I'm like, there's like 50 girls on here. What the fuck is going on? And then like I a no day idea. later, Damien's like, how did you change this? <laughs> <laughs> I have no, no idea I, how that happened. I know I, I have not gotten into the tic tac thing. You know, we tried to we tried to play on the Snapchat realm a little bit. Yeah. And it actually got a lot of attention, but we had people wanting to order calls on it, and you cannot sell calls on Snapchat and everything disappears. Yeah. It was a mess. I shut that down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh the thing that is bothering me, I don't know, have you guys uh kept up on the Instagram changes that are coming? No. Mm. I'll send you remind me, I'll send you a link. Okay. Uh, they announced, I think it was a couple weeks ago, that it is no longer a photo sharing platform. It is now going to be video based. So they're turning it into TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. Oh. So uh, our first TikTok video that we posted was just, it was just a test. And it was one where, um, oh, I was doing like a, a tutorial video on when you, when you have your Texas rigs and you tie the knot in the bottom just to, to make sure they don't get all tangled up. Right. And it, that's all it was. Well, someone reported it or something happened and they thought that they were like my duck decoys were real ducks or some shit. Yeah. So it said, um, you've violated our community guidelines. And if you do this again, you'll be banned. And I'm like, what in the, yeah, way to go. TikTok. That, that's yeah. right there. I, I am just not super excited about the short form video yeah. for content sharing. It, uh, yeah. They're up to three minutes though. And I do see that being the, with, the short attention oh. that our youth are having i see that as the future of training like uh, <clears throat> i'm doing some training stuff now that and i i went on there like what's a flashover and you search flashover and it shows you a one minute video inside of a building just the one minute that you need you don't have to watch the whole thing so it's kind of I, I agree i think it's what's it's going to evolve to so we're 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 trying to figure out now what if it does go to a tiktok format what what does our face on Instagram look like? Yeah. It's yeah. funny. We always talk about like taking head hunting, you know, take that youth, that youth member in your community hunting and pass on to the next generation. Well, same time, you know, if we're trying to sell this, we got to see what they're into and what's, what the next generation is, you know, what is their platform of choice? And we, you know, our old farts like us, we have to adapt and kind of to, to push that tradition on almost. A hundred percent. Uh, if it goes to a video format, it's more than likely going to turn into a funnel to go to the site on how to call. Yeah. On the instruction. Yeah. Because yep. I think that would be the most pertinent information that they could get from yep. me on that. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, uh, 
it's funny, you, you know, Ryan, you bring it up, you say, you know, us old birds, we got to try and figure this out. Uh, Mark is, Mark is the oldest here by, by a couple years. That's it. But I, I don't know. I, I thought I, I was sort of kind of in the know of, <laughs> of certain things. I, I'm so far out in left field. I had no idea. I just, so there's been jokes made over the last couple of days about uh i think it's called my fans or what is it only, fans. Fans? only, only, fans. only fans only fans i had no idea I what no this idea what that is. i had no idea what it was so i asked my my 15 year old daughter i was like hey what's what's only fans and i got this snap look where she looked at me and she was like why do you want to know about this i was like ah, <laughs> someone's making jokes and i just want to know what it is and she was like you don't want to have any part of this whatsoever. And I'm like, what the hell is it? You know, I've never heard of it. Yeah. And, and you know what? You don't need to, <laughs> it's just, right. I, I, I try to think that I know what's going on, but I have no idea what the hell is fucking going on with kids these days. So, no. So I'm, I'm <laughs> terrible on social. I pretty much post on our well, my content and then I don't really get on social for any other reasons. I'm still. So I don't know what goes on at all. I'm still <laughs> fearful. I'm still fearful of the day that Damien puts in our group chat that Punisher Waterfowl now has a Tinder account. <laughs> <laughs> did did yeah. you not see that? <laughs> he doesn't know how he did it. Yeah, exactly. Wasn't yeah. it six six months or a year ago? Uh, one of the guys that I work with sent me a message. He's he says, uh, "Hey, do you know who this is?" And he sent me a screenshot from his Tinder. And it was a girl wearing a Punisher Waterfowl shirt. And I'm like, <laughs> really? well, yeah. And I'm like, buddy, I don't know three quarters of the people that bought these. So no, I don't. But like, good on you for po- finding out that she's wearing that shirt. Like, yeah. I don't know. She's wearing a Punisher shirt. She can't be bad. Yeah. No, no, no. You've got good absolutely. taste anyway, right? Yeah, absolutely. Bobby, how, I how wanted many... to. Oh, go for go it, buddy. No, go for saying, it. How many of you guys, when you get on Instagram, uh, actually scroll the feed on a constant basis, or did you just flip through the stories? I, I'm I'm on the feed. I hardly You're ever look at the, I hardly ever look at the stories. And, go back and, and forth. Th- to yeah. be honest with you, unless I'm tagged into a story, I probably I probably don't even look at stories. You don't look at them. No, probably not. If, if you if you look at your Instagram account. And when you look at the top, you got all the stories up here, yeah. right? Yeah. So you can you can just go there and and pick the ones you want to look at too, right? So that's yeah. what I'll do. I'll go along and I'll see stuff and I'll see something like that. And like Wade Shoemaker, he's right there. He's got something going on with his story or whatever. Yeah. And just keep going through until you don't have to pick look at every one of them because you know half of it's just shit. So you just pick yeah, like the one you want to look when at. I go on, oh. When I go on Instagram, I'll look at like, you know, the couple feed buttons where the whole things are at the top and like i'll like you know if there's certain ones i'm interested in i'll actually you know obviously like all the ones that bobby posts i'll look at those you know i'll skip a lot of the ones but like i'll mostly scroll through uh, like the feed section make some comments like some posts and stuff here and there and so forth most of the guys i know go through the stories more than they'll go through the timeline mm-hmm. yeah like most of our 
most of our interaction on there goes to the store. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if I have a post, I really want somebody to see, I have to share that thing to the, to the story. So I, and I'm not a, an expert by no means. Um, but I tend to, so if I'm going to put something on our story, it's usually a video on our right. story. Um, if it's a picture and just like what you said, where there's probably a paragraph of text, uh, I'll use it as the feed, but if it's a video and I could just say one word or use one of those, right. those flashy gifts or something like that, I'll, <laughs> yep. I'll, I'll use that as the story, but usually that's it. But again, I'm, I'm soon be 45 years old and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm an expert. Yes. Yeah. That's the one thing I like about your post the most though, Bobby is like, you know, the depth and the content that you actually put into your posts on Instagram where you're like, yeah, you know, it's, you know, like not only is, you know, the photo imagery spectacular, obviously you know, the, the great backdrop of the, the new shop and stuff and uh, the editing that goes into the pictures, but like that, you know, paragraph or blurb that you put in, like it's, it's like worth the time to actually sit there and, and read the whole thing to see what you've got to say. Like a lot of the ones just like people ramble, just nonsense, whatever. Right. But like the content that you put out is, uh, by far top notch and uh, well worth the read for sure. Well, I, I wish I could write. I should have paid attention in high school. <laughs> yeah, all of us should have. <laughs> <all should've laughs> yeah, I didn't think I would need it. <laughs> that was a that was a huge mistake. But no, like I said I I try to only post things on there I have something to say about. Yeah, and I try to make it. I try to never <clears throat> make anything negative. Yeah, yeah, I, and like yeah, and I think that's. That's a really good point. And I think we're starting to see a lot more people not post negative things now. So, so when I mean like, actually, there's obviously the wing nuts out there that just are going to complain and, and say shit for the sake of saying shit. But I tend to see most people now, especially if they have a, a particular brand or, or whatever, it's always something positive because... I think you're 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 painting yourself in the corner as soon as you start being negative and bashing another company or bashing another product. You're painting yourself in the corner and you're you're making yourself look petty. A lot of times, I'd like to take some credit for this because whenever I see someone being negative like that, like the other day, someone posted locally about how they're removing two parking spots down at the beach. And they're all upset. So I like to counter them with something else that's very negative just to piss them off. And then they get all upset. And then maybe we'll post that shit no more. Yeah. Anyway, continue. My, Sorry. My computer froze up and I totally missed the. That's okay. You'll see line. it later. Yeah. yeah the, I totally there. missed the punchline on that. Watch it on so, YouTube. Yeah. A lot of times I try to never get uh, dad ish on there. Uh, but I see little trends in waterfowl and I don't particularly like them a lot of times. Um, so I'll type something out and I'm like, well, that's kind of negative and I don't want anything negative because I want the, the waterfowl community to come together. I don't want mm -hmm. fighting. Uh, so then I'll think, well, what's, what would be the positive side to change? Or what, what would be a better, a better narrative about that subject? So then I'll try to type it in the opposite uh, on the positive side of it. I don't know if I always relay it, but that's the goal. Yeah. 
one of the biggest turnoffs in the social media world for me is when someone has angst against someone else because they've either oh. had a disagreement, a, per, yeah. a per disagreement where there might not have been a real disagreement, but they want to air all that out on social media in one way <laughs> or another, directly or indirectly. And yeah, that, that's a that's a really big turnoff. As soon as you see that, you know you know exactly what's going on, right? And you're just like, yeah, yeah. see you later, kind of thing, right? You so, know the no. one that's getting to me lately on social media is when I see someone like um, Emily. Emily posted that picture of her with a fish. And then that mm -hmm. guy posted about, oh, nice legs or whatever. You know what? Congratulate her on the fish. Talk about how good her hunt was. Beautiful background. But quit that shit. Because in two years, my daughter's going to be posting the same shit. And I'm going <laughs> to throw to one of you little fuckers out there. Yeah, but we will find you. The other problem, though, like an accident. The yeah. other problem, though, is that there is that subgroup that goes out and they post a picture in just a bikini holding a fish, fishing for the compliments and the likes, right? So it's it's twofold there, but I'd suggest not posting or commenting on my daughter's stuff. Anyway, continue on. Dave, you're going to go full Liam Nielsen on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's I have plenty a special of set of skills. <laughs> I have <a> special set. <laughs> like you're on the big lake. Yeah. Yeah, deep, really deep, very yeah. deep. Yeah, deep um, I said I seen a good, uh, I seen a good meme today, and it was, uh, it was if you if you ever need to bury a body, make sure you plant endangered plants on top of it so that <laughs> they'll never dig it up. Follow me yes. for more gardening tips, and I'm yes. like. Smart. Love it. Yeah. Trilliums. Plant trilliums. <laughs> trilliums in Ontario. Yeah. Plant trilliums in Ontario. Bobby, um, I I we touched on it a little bit, and you don't know how much I wish I could have been there, but that grand opening of the shop. I really, really wish I could have been able to you're invited. Been, I know, I know, but it's a, I, it's a bit of a drive. Know, yeah, well, not only that, but you know, there's a whole thing going on between Canada and the U.S. right now, oh. and, and apparently we're not allowed to come to, to the states right now. Yeah. So yeah. the peas uh, be dumber. The carrots. I know it could not be dumber. Mm. Yeah, but uh, you know, like you had, like it's a pretty impressive thing when, in the grand scheme of things, when you look at it, and and I don't want to take anything away from just how awesome you know your company is and stuff, but. You had an amazing turnout for the grand opening of your call shop where you're making calls like that. That's for people that are listening. And if you if you're brand new to this world of waterfowl, like to just think of people being excited to come and just walk through your call shop, that got to be pretty humbling, I would think. Very. Uh, and actually, we didn't promote that that much. Uh, we yeah. had. I think they, it was three weeks they announced the mask mandates went off. Yeah. So, yeah. So we kind of did a little. Um, but, yeah. Oh, no. It was great. Yeah. No. Th that is humbling. And the other thing that's extremely humbling are Christmas gifts. Uh, always have been. Uh, that somebody, like, this is somebody's special thing under the, under the tree or in the sock. Oh, wow. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. So, yeah, that's always been humbling. Yeah, I guess so. I never thought about that. I that would be, eh? Knowing that you're making somebody's uh somebody's Christmas gift. Yeah. 
Yeah, or so father's, or Father's Day gift. Or, yes, so that means some kid thought about it all year, <clears> and that <throat> was <throat> what he told the parents was that product. Wow. Yeah, that's a that's a big deal. Yeah, it it, it is big time. It is a big deal. Um, if my wife's listening, if she wants to do that for me, for <laughs> and in touch with Bobby, please. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt. Your but, wife is like my wife. She's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> she is. We at all know never. we only have one viewer, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, at least mine, the, mine makes for, the occasional photo bomb. Yeah. yeah. For the people that are listening, or for the person that when we say we have a million listeners, that that's <laughs> that's tongue in cheek, right? Um, that's just that's just a job. Yeah. So, yeah, Bobby, do you ever compete with your calls in any of these call making competitions or nope. that new online call nuts one um, where the guy does all the calls with the black screen? You can't see whose call it is and you vote on the sound. I never do any of it. No. Yeah. Uh, not a single thing. Yeah. Um, so, so this is this is what I have going on social. On Facebook. I think I have 5,000 friends or close to it. Yeah. I don't follow a single person besides my wife and a couple of the guys I hunt with. I actually, yeah. everybody's hidden. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't like to see anything. I'm, I will occasionally get on a group for a second to see what something's selling for. It's like, I got to, I'm going to sell my big duck boat this year. So I got to see, everybody told me boats are crazy right now. Uh, yeah. So, but I may be on for a day or two and then I'm back off. Uh, like the guy that runs call notes is a great guy, uh, super good, but I just, I am on no groups or I, I don't like to see, they fight too much for me. Uh, so, Andy so I stay away from, yeah. yeah, I stay away from it. I think it's negative on a lot of it. Yeah. You get a lot of trolls. So, too, right? Yeah, you do. And there's no, there's no win on the situation, right? Mm -hmm. No. So. I always just leave it up to customers to represent on the pages. Mm -hmm. nope. Yeah. No, oh, that's good. Yeah. That's, yeah. Um, I went down to that NWTF and I saw the call yeah. competition. That is huge. That is pretty amazing to see. Like, yeah, that's gotten a lot bigger over the last like four or five years. It used to be kind of a small thing and it's grown a bunch, Yeah, but there's so many guys making calls right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and some guys just make it for just that, just to enter a call in there and yep. Yeah. Who knows what? Yeah. So it's, but I think it's great. I don't care how many people make calls. Uh, it's something that grows this sport. So, uh, you know, if, if your uncle makes a call and it gets, it gets the nephew hunting, uh, great. What, whatever does that. So the thing that I'm, that I've noticed and, and not again, not taken away from anybody that's been doing this for a long time, but you're really starting to see the artistic touches put to calls now. So, uh, and Ryan talks about it all the time as you will hear somebody go, that's a beautiful call or <laughs> right. It drives I, me nuts. <laughs> drives that's me a nuts. Beautiful, nobody, yeah. nobody cares how it yeah. sounds anymore. It's, it's, it's all in the look, I guess, for those fellas that just collect them and they put them up on their shelves. Right. Um, which is, which is great, which is awesome. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but I've seen over the last 
maybe year and a half to two years that you're really seeing some artistic talent coming out. In oh, the man, these guys yeah. spend a lot of time on these. Mm. Big yeah. I'd like to see uh, um, this book here. I don't know if you've ever seen this book. It's called Calling the Wild. No, and, I never have. And it's just tons and tons of calls from different call makers. Like, like, and it's like all classic ones too and stuff, right? But you see right. a call from like 1920 to 1950, somewhere in there, and they've got nice engravings with like a duck on it. And I'm looking at it going, you didn't have Dremels back then. Mm-hmm. How long did that <laughs> yeah. take you? And how did you do that? Because that is amazing. Like just the artistic abilities that some of those guys had back in the day. It's just that's phenomenal. That's the cool thing about a duck call. You think about all the different types of, of game calls, like, you know, an elk bugle, uh, a, a moose bugle, like a, a turkey slate call, whatever, like, every like the duck call has to be the most popular like my my father-in-law i don't think he's shot a duck in his life but he had like an old ps old in his basement he flipped me one day like oh here's like this is just like you know he's not he doesn't duck hunt at all but he just had one because like it's got to be the most popular call in the world Mm -hmm. i wish i wish i could write this but i don't know how to get it out i've tried a bunch there's just nothing in hunting that is the same as waterfowl. Yeah. Uh, I'm not taking anything away from the big game guy, but there's just nothing that's as involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some market hunting for big game, but you had buffalo and whatnot, but it's still, it's different. Uh, it wasn't as, I maybe as prevalent, but it's just not as romantic as, as the waterfowl side of things. I, th- I think it's just because you're, you're tricking them like more than anything, you know, like gear hunting, you're outsmarting them. You, you're, yeah. you, you know, what time they're showing up for work or what time they're showing up for dinner. So, but in waterfowl, man, you're, you're just, you're just, you're fooling them. Go. Well, you, you, you fool them and you're, you're just so involved with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you, to hunt anything that's, you know, it's always hard for people that don't hunt to understand, especially if they don't like it. And you, I'd always try to say, yeah. you just, you never as involved with an animal as you are when you hunt it. It's just different. Like you can watch it all day, but you only watch it so much. Mm-hmm. If you're going to get close to it, that's a totally, like you have to really be involved with that animal. But then on the waterfowl side of things, you also have all the guys you do with. this. And that can be a casual group where you just hang out and it's about camaraderie, or, you know, you can run with a group of killers and that's a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, just you know, there's no deer hunting group, right? I mean, you're still deer hunting by yourself when you're hunting. And and they yeah. talk about the deer hunting groups, but that's like when you get back to the camp at night. Yeah. After and it's, like, but like with the docks, like you're in a group, and I totally. That's the big thing that's attracting a lot of these young guys is the fact that like three or four other buddies can go with them, and they can they can joke around a little bit, and if there's no action, like it's not like if you can't see the ducks, like you can kind of talk to each other and, and make breakfast and start bacon. And like, there's all that, like there's a lot more to duck hunting and it's starting to, to grow with yeah, these younger guys here. You look at some, you look at some of these blinds, like, like down in the, the flooded timber and stuff like these big, like duck yeah. condos. Oh, and, uh, Did you see the some one of these, on some of these, there was some a of these blinds have po- been around 30, 30, 40, 50 years. There and was like a, the generations of hunters that have gone through. There was a video that showed up on my feed 
and it was some dude, and I'm gonna say it was in Louisiana or Arkansas or somewhere down somewhere down south, and and he drove into to watch Super Bowl, not Super Bowl Sunday, but uh, Sunday Sunday afternoon football. Like his his duck line was was tricked out better than my house. Yeah, it's got a heat pump in it. <laughs> you know what I mean? The and, man and cave. That's, but yeah. that's amazing because you know that that gentleman isn't going to that duck blind by himself. Yeah. Right. Oh, there, no. there, like there, there's a there's, poker table. Oh, yeah. There's 10 boats. Yeah. That's, that's, that's ripping through that timber at the same time. Right. Then that's, and, and, you know, and Dave, you bring up a good point when you say it, it maybe that's what's drawn all these, these newer hunters in because and, and maybe it's the COVID thing too, where, where everybody got shut out and, and no interaction with people for, for over a year. And, and people are just starving for social interaction now and, and things are happening. I wanted to ask you this, Bobby, because we do it here in Ontario and, and there's a few other groups that do it here in Ontario. Um, but we host, so we're doing one in October. We're doing a couple, but the first one's in October where we just put out a, an invite and say, listen, um, we've got 16 spots. Who wants to come hunting with us? It's going to cost you X number of dollars. That's your guide, your food, your accommodations. Um, what come out, hang out with us. And it's like for the one that we're doing in October, I would say probably 60% of the people that are coming to the one we're doing in October, I've never met. So it's going to be a bunch of new and younger people that are coming and they're joining up and they're going to come out and they're excited. And we've got a chat group going and, and all kinds of, you know, silly questions and stuff, which, which fellas asked, which is awesome, right? Down in your neck of the woods, are you seeing that sort of thing or is it still just not at all? No, no. So, um, from everybody that I've known from when I've started this call company, so that's been, I don't know, 15 years or whatever it's been, uh, the, the further North you get, the more we are, we seem to be relaxed with who hunts around us. Uh, the further South you get, the more competitive it gets. But I think some of that okay. is because like, you know, North Dakota, you're not wintering anything, right? They're yeah. passing over. So, yeah, your stuff's kind of good when it's good. And then when it's not, it's really kind of over, right? Like, you got to go yep. south if you want to. Yeah, uh, that's right. Where we're, we're at, um, Kansas is a wintering state. I don't care what anybody tells you. Our, our ducks show up. I mean, they may they may bounce a state, but they're going to bounce back on certain weather. So, I mean. The reverse. Whatever. You guys get the reverse migration, too. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah, we can lose ducks and get them right back depending on the weather. So, uh, our areas are pretty sacred on okay. on what you're yeah what you're running. So that would be that would be a strange thing. Okay. Yeah. 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 And, and and I get it. Like and I do. I totally understand it, especially um, especially down in your neck of the woods, because I know uh, public property down on your neck. Like we don't have the same hunting pressure that you guys have right like we don't right. have we don't have the right the number of duck there's probably more duck hunters in in the state of kansas than there are in all of canada 
So well, that and you guys are so vast. Yeah. So yeah. So I I get it. Um, it sounds like a great thing. It it, it is, but again, um, it it's different because if, if if we're like if I put myself in in your shoes, well, if you've got your your group of five six dudes that that you hunt with, um, and and the world that we live in, well, yeah, you may be skeptical to bring in. Uh, an absolute stranger right so i well, i get it i i totally understand it so so we hunt a lot i used to hunt mostly all public ground and anymore we hunt mostly private but it's permission ground right yeah uh i mean anybody can knock on what we can knock on right there's nothing special about that uh but you got to be very sensitive with it because if somebody does the wrong thing Absolutely. that's over yeah so you got to be kind of careful on who's around mm-hmm. but and another aspect of this that's fun, and I think I think it's part of the heritage. And this is another thing I wish I could write better about. Uh, so so we have we have our guys we hunt with, and we don't hunt with that many. Like so there's maybe four or five. So, but most of the time you got two or three, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like we we do not hunt super large groups. I don't like it. That's one of the trends I do not like seeing on social media. The 13 and the 14 and the 15 man. <laughs> yeah, I don't that's, know how you hide that many people, but well. I don't understand why anybody would do that outside of guiding for big money, right? Like if it's just fun hunting, I don't understand why you wouldn't split up and go to a couple places. So you got like mm-hmm. two or three quality hunts at a time and you're not burning birds out of that hole. That's right. I don't care what you do. You guys 13 or 14 mouths something, you burn that hole, but big two time. or three guys could go into that and that hole's pretty good mm-hmm. uh, for a while. So that's a weird thing to me right now that's going on. Uh, but so we got that. And then I got a couple other groups of guys that I know around us. Well, kind of one of the games within a game is who's on what. So now you're, you're playing against mother nature and you're playing against the other guys around you. You're good. So that's kind of some of the fun to me. Now, nobody's out to get each other, mm-hmm. but yeah, like it's not in mean spirit. Yeah. Does that makes sense. Well, yeah. one thing, a, a term that we use um, at a spot that Ryan and Merrick and I had hunted a bunch of times it it benefited you after was two or three other groups that oh, were yeah. sort of kind of in that area because you would bounce and we would use this term we would bounce the birds around absolutely um, and you and you just can't hunt everything so yeah no it's good yeah but yeah kind of the the the, the cherry hunts are the ones you're kind of trying to <laughs> figure out first right like I said, it's, it's all in good nature it's not but it's just adds kind of an element to it because you know if you're not there somebody's gonna be there yeah so, you better so, so to give you an idea on i think it was tuesday right dave i made the announcement that we were going to hold our what what a, we call it our foul weekend and and it's a friday to sunday thing um and i had made the announcement at around 9 30 um tuesday morning by noon i had 16 people and wanting to go so the thing that the takeaway from that for me is that the if, if it only took me three hours to sell okay. out 16 spots how many more people are out there that are looking for the same opportunity i, and I can tell you 
I can tell you right now, there's a lot because I had a few people message me like, I can't believe I missed out on this, like a whole bunch of people. And I was like, man, it sold quick. So, and, and I, and I, and I'm not looking at this from a money-making frame of mind. What I'm looking at this is, it seems like there's a shift, like fellas, especially here in this, around this area, it seems like fellas and ladies, and we actually had a couple women, is this co-ed, can, can women come in? And unfortunately it wasn't, but um, it seems like there's been a shift and people are now, listen, I, I'm, I'm down for this. I want to go and spend a weekend with a bunch of people, um, hang out with them um shoot some birds drink some beer have some fun um tell silly stories and then gotta go yeah uh, you know, down. Dave you know what? Pants on. Yeah. i've never seen a volunteer firefighter so busy <laughs> as what dave is hey why does volunteer firefighters wear those tight biker shorts that's what i want <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I was gonna say i don't think dave, i don't think dave had pants on <laughs> you didn't. I, th- I don't think it's your biker shorts. Uh, we're we're about easier to jack for getting those. It's easier for getting those overalls on. We're right? about to jack up our YouTube views and tell the ladies that Dave was just wearing his, you know, his leather <laughs> yeah. underwear. No, but well, the, it sounds like a great. We'll, we'll have him in a calendar in no time. It 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 is a great thing for here, uh, and and the reason why I think it's a great thing for here is that our waterfowl. Stamp buying numbers have been decreasing for a long time oh yes and it seems like i don't know it just seems like it's on the rebound and maybe it's not maybe it's just me looking at it through rose-colored glasses but it seems like it's on the rebound i think i think we're experiencing i can't speak for canada but in the states i think we're experiencing a little spike in hunting right now yeah um yeah, I think when we look back at this in ten or fifteen years, we'll see a we'll see a spike, which it needs to happen, um, uh, because we're declining pretty fast. Uh, now I know it doesn't seem like it. Uh, I think as we've declined, more of the the people that are left have gravitated towards waterfowl uh, than the, like pheasant or quail, upland, whatever, and right. deer. Uh, but I, so I, I think it seems there may be more waterfowl hunters. I don't know. I'd love to know the statistic on it, even though there's less hunters, but it seems like we're experiencing a spike right now in the interest of hunting. So, uh, that was one of the reasons I started the, the calling clinics in person. Uh, I make a living off of this. So I try to give something back. Of course. Um, and we're not huge, so it's money is not the thing, right? Uh, so what I've always figured with the clinics are, because most people that come to the clinics are new. If I can help them call just a little bit better and they killed another duck, it might be enough to keep them hunting, which is all that needs to happen, mm-hmm. which has always been my biggest argument about banning spinners. It's stupid. It's not, ma- it just doesn't matter on the kill count. I, I mean, I know, but... The fact is, if it keeps somebody hunting because he's got a spinner, you need the guy with the spinner. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if that's what his success is yeah. for his 30 birds that year, he needs a spinner. Yeah. So any, so I think we have a spike going right now on hunting. 
uh, I think if the border opens up this year, you guys are going to see more people up there than than you normally do. It's open. So, yeah, so Ryan, it? Ryan, Ryan can speak to that. South can travel north. We can't travel south right now. Just can't get back. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a quarantine when we come over? No. If or they just let you. You're only getting across if you're vaccinated. I don't know, man. I don't know <laughs> if you'll have. So I, you know what, man? Like, I'm not gonna. I know a lot of outfitters. Unfortunately, in the states, vaccinations seem to be a political thing more than a health thing. Oh, I, I don't want to. I I do not want to go down that rabbit hole. This, yeah. This podcast because I probably share your opinion, Bobby, on it. I can tell you that. But um, you know, I can tell you, I rub ivermectin on my arms from the farmer down the road. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hear your brother, but but so. um. But yeah, so there is, there's not, there's not the volume that you would anticipate. No, I don't um, think most will do it just to go over. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. So, They're going to take too hard to stand on it. That's right. So, I mean, and that that remains to be seen. So we'll see how that goes. But the, it the is there. The, the comments uh, that the news is posting are not helping their situation. With try to talk people into this. No. Yeah. So I, I no. Uh, if you have, you got to show the vaccine card. And I can just say this: Americans have an issue with showing papers to anybody. <laughs> so it's it's, it's it's too much like Nazi Germany. Yeah, we're just not going to do it. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Whether people get it or not is their own personal business. And I think we just need yeah. to leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like no, I said, no, I'm I, not showing papers of mine to anybody. No. It's just the wrong direction to head. Yeah. So I, I have a, a, a good friend down in that's south of the 49th parallel and um, probably coming to Canada. And and I was sort of kind of telling him what was going on or what I'm hearing and stuff. And and he said, well, I've got a, a friend that's really good with Photoshop. So um, <laughs> same deal, him. right? Yeah, yeah, same deal, right? Like just not willing to 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 have that like that it's scary and i don't really want to go down this rabbit hole leader ryan but it is scary to think that you know the world's largest undefended border that we need now on both sides would have to have paperwork to show that you can travel in and out of when we've done it freely for hundreds of years Eight, I don't like away. it. Yeah, I didn't like it when I didn't like it when they passed compelled speech on you guys either. Yeah. So I don't like any of that. It's it's just irks of of ugly. I don't like it. Yeah. So I I think most will probably go that route, but hard to say. If you got the itch bad enough, maybe you will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 But at the, at the same point. Um, we can't come. We can't come stateside right now, which is which is really weird. Uh, I I really can't get my head wrapped around what the thought process is on that. Um, my my biggest my biggest issue with this on waterfowl standpoint is you guys need us up there. Mm-hmm. You need the conservation money. The guides Big need time. it. The fish the fishing guides need it. But you guys need the money. Yeah. So yep. yeah, specifically Manitoba, Saskatchewan, Alberta those provincial legislations really pushed to the federal government uh, mm-hmm. for this because of the tourism factor and the amount of revenue that 
the fishing, the hunting, that those, the monetary value that that brings into those provinces is so exponential. So um, if it wasn't for those provinces really kind of like, you know, you know, my outfitter who I work for, uh, he's Alberta based and Saskatchewan, you know, he was, he was a part of the team that was really beating that drum very heavily. So what, what did they do? Oh, they just, you know, they went to their local, their MLAs. They went to, you know, their voices were heard. They just basically said, Hey, like, like, you know, Saskatchewan where I guide, they, the province ended up uh, subsidizing basically the losses from last year. Um, Right. But this year there was nothing really, I don't think there was any plan for that. So they're like, Hey, what's, Mm -hmm. what is the plan? Like a lot of guys, if, if they, if there wasn't a potential season this year, they'd be out of business. So and for a lot of guys, look, look, I work for it's, it's, it's their livelihood. This is what they do for a living. Like, like you, like, you know, they're invested in their passion and it's, it's now their livelihood. Well, look, look, the money and the duck hunters need the money. I mean, it's just what it is. Yeah. 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 So look what happened to Northern Ontario years ago when they canceled the spring bear hunt. Like, like I was, obviously you would know about this, Bobby, but like Northern Ontario, the spring bear hunt, it was like the livelihood for a number of communities and not just like the guides, but a lot of like, you know, the local stores, the motels, yeah, the motels. Yeah. all, all the restaurants. Stuff. And years, years ago, they canceled the spring bear hunt and like legit, like towns, not just stores, towns were practically closing down. And well, Bobby, I, go, back, go back to your There can't point, be like, anything we... else to do up there. <laughs> no. And it's like, like you go back to your point about like mosquitoes. Yeah, go back to your point about like we we need you guys to come across. You're 100 percent right. Like my outfitter, he didn't he didn't operate last year. He's like, well, I'm I'm not going to like 95 percent of our literally 95 percent of our clientele is from south of the border. So well, I would assume almost every guide service up there south. Yes. So yeah. so yeah so like if you play on that, Ryan, you think about it. So there was there was a couple outfits here in uh, out in the prairies that had, uh, you know, they had lowered some prices. And and when I say they lowered their prices, they lowered them to the point that a lot of people are wondering how in the hell they're even managing to, to bring in a profit on this, let alone just keeping their head above water. But, um, you know, the Canadian hunter compared to the U.S. hunter aren't willing to pay the prices to go hunt birds in, in Saskatchewan. Right. So like that's, that's it. Like if, if, if these outfitters want to, they, they are 100% reliant on the American hunter to come, to come up because they're not going to get it from the Canadian hunter because fuck you can't, it, it's brutal up here when, when you're talking money because people are like, well, that's, that's awful expensive. Well, listen, like, what are, what are you, what are you expecting here? That this is a world-class outfit. Um, it's not going to be cheap. That that's a factor for sure. But I think the, the, the bigger reason is the fact that in Canada here, your, your hunter per square mile Oh, it's compared to the yeah, yeah compared to the u.s man like yeah yeah there's no comparison like we have we have i i don't know like our land mass of huntable land mass is far outseeds what the what the states have but yeah. the amount oh. of hunters that what the states have 
far out, you know, far out speeds what we have. So, I mean, you look at that, like all, all, all five of us on the, on the, the, the podcast, you know, we don't, we don't pay for leases. You know, we have lots of mutual relationship with landowners. We have lots of crown land we can go hunt on man in the States. And I, I'm, I mean, I don't hunt in the States and Bobby can speak to it, but like, there's guys who are in like leasing, leasing fields, you know, you know we talk to Jeff Coates all the time, you know, Maryland, that's, that's the, the way of life. If you don't have a field lease, you're not going to do any field hunting. Um, yeah. That's depends on what part of the world you're in down here. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the, a lot of the stuff in the central, you're going to, you're going to day lease. They're going to, some guys will call it trespass charge. Yeah. Uh, where like, I got some, I got a buddy down in Oklahoma and he doesn't really day lease. If he's going to lease, he leases it for the season. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, it's expensive. Uh, he runs a lot of hunters through a year, though, like a lot. Uh, but, you know, if you if you take out a place that's got a gigantic lodge, because somehow you're paying for experience, right? Uh, just to go to the lodge and get the chef to cook you the steak and all that. So that's kind of a different guy. But, I mean, if you're talking about going out with a guy who's $300 a day, $400 a day, if you don't have a decoy spread and you do not have a trailer and you do not have a truck to pull that with, you're way ahead paying that guy for three days of hunting. Yeah. And you are going and purchasing all that. Plus Big time. the guy knows where to sit, which is half the battle. Mm-hmm. He, he's the one that's doing the chase. You're just getting the benefits of him chasing the birds all season. But my gosh, I mean, I don't know if anybody's seen the price of decoys this year, but huh. there'll be a lot of people that flip out in the next 60 days when they go to buy decoys. Uh, I'm already 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 getting it. I'm already getting messages from 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 people, and and they're wondering what's you know do do we have any any relationships with anybody? And you know you don't blame them because they're seeing the prices of stuff, and they're 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 wondering, hey, do you have a relationship with this decoy company or anything? Because if, if you can save save me 20 I, bucks, it's 20 If you want to save money on a decoy company right now, buy a decoy that's made in North America and not yeah. manufactured in China. Big You're 100% right. Because it's yeah. shipping right now that's that's messing this up. I mean, 100%. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, you know I can what? tell you, I know, I know a couple decoy companies that are not going to make any money on decoys this year. Hard no. Yeah, that they're just not going to make any real- money. And and I'm hoping that this COVID, this whole COVID thing, is, is what will kicks re kickstart this. And this, so I say, made in North America. So made in the states, made in Canada. I I really really am hoping that both countries will just kickstart their their manufacturing industry again and and go back to to what it was. And and stop doing this overseas stuff because they can't. And it's it's not the pricing. That's no. that's not what stops it. Can't find anybody to work. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so I've got yeah, I've got fair enough. Some, I've got some people I've got a pretty good relationship with, and, and they they've invested in some different things, and they wanted to bring it to the states uh, instead of China. Mm-hmm. And their biggest concern is if they did it, how would they staff the facility? Wow. And I don't think they could. They didn't think they could either. So they left it. That's the biggest. It's not actually the the price. Really? Uh, eh? It's the huh. finding people to do it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I've never, like, I, 
I don't know if you could fill a factory full of people that could stitch soft goods like blind bags, layout blinds. Yeah. I just don't think you could find it. Or somebody to sit there and, because you know, it doesn't someone matter. willing to do it. Someone willing to do it. Yeah. yeah. And you don't need just one of them. You need a whole bunch of them. Mm-hmm. And maybe 24-hour shifts, though. I don't think they can find it. Yeah, yeah that's the biggest drawback to it. Yeah, it's 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 hard to scale it. Hmm. Well, yeah. that, that's a good point, because we had Craig, Craig Mintz on not very long ago from Real Geese Decoys, and he's saying that, so he he's all made in the USA, but he's got to leave so one store that does one thing he's got to go to another store that does the steaks to another store that does the cloth to another store that there's nothing that's all done in one like one business does everything right it's it's scattered all over the place so um wow crazy um bobby i I don't know if they could we've been going for 75 minutes boys and uh yeah, I think we set a record. I think we, we we've exceeded for... we've exceeded Corey Baker's time limit. It's a great episode, though. Well, no, and I think we could go for another seventy-five minutes yeah. too if if we really wanted to. But uh, uh, Corey Baker and, and the lads that are listening, they they probably uh, they probably want us to sum up here real quick. Bobby, buddy, um, we will be talking because we've got some things to to discuss because. I do need to do a, a line of calls. Um, we just got so much on the go and we got so busy so fast um, that it's uh, kind of slipped to the back burner. Um, That's but- all right. Uh, I'm, I'm, nobody has really said this yet, but I can just say right now, acrylic uh, is hard to get. Is that right? Oh, yes. Uh, I put. I went to put an order in about a month ago and I was told two months on it. Yeah. Uh, well, that's no good. So I put a very big order in. Uh, I got shipped half of my rod, but it wasn't half enough to make everything. So my delivery date is on nine three right now. Yeah. So I'm assuming in the next oh in August sometime, uh, people are gonna start running out. Yeah. 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 So what I was getting at is the stock colors are the colors this year. Yeah, that's yep. what I was getting at. I don't, I don't know what I can get or can't get. Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah. So I, I ordered super heavy on, yeah, on uh, stock color so we could have rod. Yeah. Some, I don't know, some resin material. I don't know what it was. Some global shortage thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So it's, it's, everything it's, over here is like that. I don't know what's like that there. Well, I don't know if you know Rusty Heron. He's a he's yeah. a goose cult. You know Rusty. Um. Rusty hasn't been to work now for uh, probably two months because he works at a GM plant and there's no yeah. uh, there's no microchips for the for the vehicles. So uh, well, and on the on the acrylic side of things, uh, most people don't know this, but all cast acrylic rod that that are duck calls are made out of true cast acrylic rod is made in Iowa mm-hmm. out of one facility. Comes really, only one place. There's only one place that makes it. Wow. Yeah. There's some alternatives. There's some alternatives that are out, but the only true cast acrylic USA made, made in one facility. Yeah. So all duck calls are made out of that if it's USA acrylic. Well, in fairness, those new calls you've come out with, with the like the brown and the tan, 
pretty damn sexy. Mm. Thank you. Well, That's one of the colors that got hit. <laughs> pretty damn well, sexy. We, yeah, we, so. we've, got a, we've got a mutual fan, Bobby, this, this guy, uh, Greg Taylor, who's yes, a fan sir. of, and, and <laughs> that guy, he, he's a huge fan of us and, and a bigger fan of you. Um, he is and, on it. And that black and tan, he is all <laughs> over that, eh? Yes, he is. Holy <laughs> so they, they did they did message me the other day and say they got the uh, formula on tan worked out so tan it was definitely back yeah nice. I'm waiting to hear about the brown right now so awesome but yeah everything in the world I couldn't get freaking milbits for a month and a half I thought I was gonna have to sharpen them <laughs> yeah so that. it means yeah that's what Mills tone boards up yeah wow. everything's like that right now so uh, I don't know how much the I don't know how much equipment's gonna come in. We can't even get shells. I don't know if we're gonna have shells shoot this year. Well, well, buddy, I tell you what, what I can uh, if it comes down to it, we'll make a, a strategic uh, <laughs> strategic ammo dump somewhere for you. Do you, you have because, ammo up there? Yeah, yeah, yep. we're good. Mm-hmm. Really? Is it yeah. insanely priced? Nope. No, nope. really? Yeah, no, nope. we're good. Like, I oh, think wait, there's going, I think there's going to be an increase, a, a, but a slight increase. Like, oh, not, we're not worth talking about. We're fifty percent or more. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Like I can tell you, like uh, twenty gauge black cloud right now is probably pushing two twenty, two thirty if it comes in. The case. Yeah. I think uh, Kent, I think I was, I was on Rogers the other day, and I think they have some three and a half inch Kents in right now. Might have been Federals, but I think it's almost three hundred a case. Oh, it's oh yeah. Like, so that's like yeah. Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Talks about so, like the the COVID spikes of like lumber or fuel. <laughs> the only thing that's wow. legitimate that I've seen is ammo and firearms that is legitimate spiked in sales. Yeah, I'm with you, but yeah, we're waiting to see if, if we can just get it. Yeah, wow. I'm trying to find 20 or 30 cases of 20 gauge number threes, so we can get through a season. Oh, that's yeah, 20 gauge. right there. What we're talking about. Well, okay, Bobby, thanks so much for doing this, buddy. This is not the last time that you're going to be on this show. I know it. Anytime, I know, I know you're going to come back on again. Um, I can't thank you enough. That you know what's really awesome about this is that we're going to end this. Dave is recording it on his computer. So we're all going to leave. This is going to continue recording the whole time that he's gone on his fire call. And and he's got some editing to do. Dave's got some editing to do. So it's going to be awesome. Bobby, again, buddy, thank you so much for coming on. Um, It is a pleasure. And I guarantee you, we could probably go for another 75 minutes. Um, I can talk a lot. Yeah, and and we can too. We'll do a quick round the table, um, and then we'll we'll sign off. Ryan. Yeah, uh, thanks again, Bobby, for coming on. Always a pleasure to have you on. Um, love seeing what what's going on in the shop and all your new developments, and uh, keep keep pushing them out, man. Uh, can't wait to see what you come up with next. Thank you, Mark. Good to see you, Bobby. It's been a nice little chat. Uh, can't wait till Damien gets another line of calls through you at some point yeah. in the distant future. Whenever he's uh, ready. Looking forward to that. <laughs> gotta gotta pull the trigger on that here real soon. Yes. Billy. Mr. Hayes.
pleasure as always, sir. Uh, the, the content on your, on your pages is, is next level. Keep up the great work, loving the calls, loving the new college schemes. Dude, you're, you're crushing it. You're number one, man. Keep it going. Thank you very much. Bobby, buddy, I've been a fan for a long time and you know what? Um, been a, been using your stuff for a long time. Uh, it's the only, it's the only duck calls that's on my lanyard and, and that it's been that way for a long, long time. So, um, it's truly humbling to have you on the show, to chat with you, to consider you a friend. And you know what? I, I can't wait until the next time that we, uh, we do this again, buddy. So thank you once again for coming on. Thank you. And thank you for your service. I don't know if any of the other guys are, if they are, thank them too. Yeah. Merck and Ryan, same thing. And Phil, well, thank and you. Phil's oh, yeah. a, Phil's a <laughs> Indirectly. Cop, so. Indirectly. Well, thank all of you then for that. <laughs> <Her> military. <laughs> awesome. Okay, boys. Big love, everybody. This was episode 58. If you are in the market for a duck call and you have any questions whatsoever, trust me, Bobby Hayes is the man that you need to be talking to. He is genuine and he will steer you in the right path. I promise you, it's not just a money grab with him. Promise you, look him up and uh, everybody, we'll see you all again next week. Big love. Take care. Okay, boys, we're just going to have to everybody just leave because Dave is. <laughs> we, can just okay. around, we can sit around bad mouth. See y'all. No, we can't. It's all recorded. It's uh, all recorded. I know. I know. That's what I mean. <laughs> I'll send it. Okay. <laughs> boys, I can send out another oh. invite if you want to hang out. I want I'll see you, Chad. Okay. Yeah. I'll send, send out another one. one. Okay. Right. Bye. All right. Bye.